Billy King Kong. Your curiosity quest starts here. Oh, welcome to the QCO podcast. Oh, <laughs> with Danny, Trav, Trav, and Alan. What? That sounds just like know. this song. No. I just liked at the very beginning of it, you just hear his giant inhale. He's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just don't think anyone's going to get what it is for the first like couple of seconds. It just sounds like him being like, uh, <laughs> I don't know why none of my intros are, works very well, but you know, <laughs> keep trying. That's the goal. You just got to practice, practice until you make perfect. But speaking of, welcome everybody into the QCO podcast where we are continuing to do our real versus real, R E E L, as Trav spelled last week, versus R E A L, where we go through movies and find out what was real or what really happened in history versus what was portrayed or depicted in the movie. Speaking of movies, though, you guys, have you guys been to the theater recently? Nobody's been to the theater recently, Danny. Okay. They've been closed for like four months. You guys have answered the question correctly because there are no theaters open. Really? Well, other than a special circumstance. But if I told you that you had a really good shot at being the number one movie in the country right now, would you be excited? What? If I said you could be the number one box office grossing movie, if you as a person, yeah, if you just put a little effort into it, or like this movie that we're making for the YouTube follower, possibly. <laughs> I bring this up because did you guys hear about the two guys who uh, decided to make their own movie, the guys knowing that the all parts? theaters, no, knowing that all theaters are closed. And so they made, literally made a movie over the course of five days using nothing but their Zoom. And they just called people up and made like a horror film. And then they released it into theaters and they got the number one grossing film of the day. How much did it gross? The day or the weekend? Did it gross like $5,000? $25,000. Good. They put it in one theater. They had five showings of it and they bought out every single one themselves. They were the only two to go. <laughs> they spent so like $25,000 kinda... to go to their own movie. <laughs> but I mean, in a sense, they a make row. back that minus the, you know, all the taxes and the stuff that has to go to the theaters and stuff. So in yeah, the only so whatever $10,000 to do this <laughs> stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> but they said they enjoyed every moment of it. Um, if you want, you guys can go check out that, that movie. It's called Unsubscribe. Um, the budget for the movie was $0, and it grossed 25000 But really, like Trav said, it was their own money. Well, this was Dan. How, how, um, like, how do they know that it needed to be $25,000 worth to be number one? They didn't. They just looked at the... I think the past few weeks history and they just like, if we can get over 20,000, I'm pretty sure with no theaters being open, we can get the number one grossing movie. There's drive-in theaters though. Those have been doing pretty hot. Like Jurassic park was number one a couple weeks ago because they were playing it in drive-in theaters. Really? Uh Yes, it was Like the first one. Yep. Mm -hmm. And jaws. It was a double feature Jurassic park and jaws. Oh, wow. Do we still have, uh, that drive-in theater in Utah, like in we have Redwood two Road. of them out on Redwood Road, Redwood Road, and one in Riverdale. They're gonna make yeah, WalMarts into drive-in theaters. Did you? I heard it? that too. <laughs> really? Is for real? Like mm-hmm. at night? Because they're still open in the day. Not like all the time. It's not gonna like, be like special in, occasions yeah, and stuff. Lots. Yeah, they put up a big old screen, and you can come in and get concessions and such from Walmart. Sounds like the worst way to get concessions. <laughs> Why don't you guys all congregate in this yeah, Walmart? You have I can't to wait for somebody to go out. into the Walmart and like buy some stuff and then stick it in their pants so they can sneak it into the Walmart Park Theater. <laughs> 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 
<sighs> you know funny. what I find funny about all of this? Um, so, uh, just so that everybody knows, uh, a few days, or I guess last week, um, Trav Mydell was here visiting us, and we decided uh, so I'll go out and, and uh, grab a bite to eat, and we just congregated in a park because can't really go anywhere. And, and, uh, we got to talking a little bit about the podcast. Trav and I told Danny that we're putting him in timeout because he, uh, in fact, he didn't know anything about this show and what we're going to be talking about until about 30 minutes ago which is annoying, um, when Trav. I messaged everybody, because what he likes to do is he likes to, he has a he has a hard time not researching something, and uh, so we we put him in timeout. We also told him that uh, you know I'd take care of the question, but Danny obviously read an article <laughs> <laughs> and had to talk about these two kids. <laughs> Do you have a question, Trevor? Did he just like trump it out? Now there's no need for a question. There's really no need for a question now. <laughs> What was your question? Let's let's hear it. I was just gonna ask what your guys' favorite part of the circus was. <laughs> oh, so do we pick like the left ring, the right ring, or the middle ring? Danny, can tell me one thing that goes in one of those rings? Animal cruelty. That's yeah, what. That's what. I agree with Alan. Animal cruelty. <laughs> Um, no, seriously though, growing up, cause I went to the circus. I don't know if you guys remember this. I went to the circus almost every year when I was growing up because Monster. it came right like at my birthday. Like oftentimes it was literally <laughs> on my birthday. <laughs> like, hey Danny, happy 18th birthday. Let's go to the circus again. <laughs> like, I don't want to go to the circus, dad. He's like, yeah, but I get Danny. tickets from work. You know how many clowns get out of that car? At least six. Okay, let's go to the circus. <laughs> but no, but because of that, my favorite, yeah, I was never overly excited, even though my background is obviously the animals. Um, but this is my way of, <laughs> oh, your background. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like your life background. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, you I've go got into a background. zoology at some point. Danny, your background, background in animals. <laughs> So, but like, this is my portrayal of like how we have now gotten rid of this animal cruelty of standing on their heads. <laughs> did he say that weird? Yeah, he said cruelty. <laughs> Wait, did I? The, the fancy French cruelty. There's an E in there, but it's not after the L. <laughs> I'm so tired of the animal cruelty. <laughs> So, but so yeah. anyway, but yeah, like my favorite part was actually the motorcycles that would drive inside of the, the you took mine. That was like the coolest because they would turn the lights out and like the motorcycles would have glowy wheels and stuff too. And they'd be like, <laughs> and they'd be like and those always freak me out because I was like, somebody's going to crash. <laughs> There's got to be a trick to it, right? Did it remind you of Tron? Kind of. Mm, yeah. I, no. I didn't know Tron then. <laughs> but yeah, that was my favorite. Cool. Can I, can I tell you a, a quick story about yes. the rodeo, not the circus? <laughs> I once went to the rodeo and a guy got bucked off a bull and it was very serious and they had to like carry him off the, the stage. And then shortly after that, I saw them put something <clears throat> under the bleachers and under a white blanket, and I thought it was the guy. And it was just underneath me, and for the whole rest of the rodeo, I just kept looking underneath the bleachers, thinking it was the guy dying below me. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the circus. What was it? <laughs> I don't know. That's my favorite part of the circus. <laughs> I don't know what it was. To this day, I don't know. Maybe it was the guy, but I don't, I don't think so. I think they probably took him to the hospital. But I just remember as a kid, I was terrified the entire rodeo because I kept looking down and seeing the body down there. And I was like, that's the guy that got bucked off. They just put him down there under the bleachers. He's probably dead. Well, so, anyway. Trivia question 101 for you guys. How many seconds do you need to stay on the bull? Eight seconds. Eight. Eight seconds. Everybody there's a movie. It's called eight knowledge? seconds. No, yeah. the movie. It's called Eight Seconds. I've never seen that movie. I got to watch it. Is it different for a uh, Bronco, though? No, it's eight Versus seconds. Versus a bull? I don't know. <laughs> it's 
always let's like talk this. about circus <laughs> but anyway yeah to bring yeah, it in so obviously have, if no one else has noticed uh we are going to be talking about a circus movie today and probably the most popular circus movie to come out in the last decade. Also the only circus movie to come out in the last decade. Perhaps the only... No, Dumbo. Dumbo Dumbo came out. Dumbo doesn't count. (laughs) And it happens in a circus, which I don't like Dumbo, but that's a whole other podcast. Um, So anyway, not the animal stuff. I like the animal. I just don't like the movie. (laughs) But... (laughs) I just Thanks. don't want animal rights activists to be like, he hates elephants. Of the two people that might stumble upon our podcast <laughs> on uh, on YouTube, you think one of them's an animal rights activist? Uh, probably. There's a high <laughs> likelihood. Then the, yeah. also the other thing is that they would have to get this far in it. Because <laughs> now I'm gonna, when I post this to YouTube, I'm going to hashtag it and then tag it or tag it with that. Uh, Pina. Hashtag animal, animal rights. rights. Animal rights. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he's doing his real versus real on what, Trav? The Greatest Showman. What? So it's my beginning. Yeah, it. Uh, this was a process for me because um, I haven't had time to really watch any movies, and I didn't want. I wanted to do one that I either know or have done or have watched recently. And so it was either between this or the theory of everything. And uh, I did not want to do that because I know you guys would just go haywire over a biopic about Stephen uh, Hawking. Stephen Hawking. <laughs> what? So you didn't. I, <gasps> I know I very little one. about the theory of everything. <laughs> Okay. Like the movie or <laughs> thanks, thanks Dan. No, don't let him have or it. You just, just roll on past. Okay. I'm actually past. listening to a book about it right now. Or, well, Man, maybe you can do, well, you've already done yours, so you can't do one now. <laughs> You're done. Actually, so the theory on, of everything. It's on super string theory, but then like the new theory of everything is what they call it M theory, and no one really even knows why they called it the M theory. It they don't it doesn't stand for anything. Because it's a moot point to talk about it. <laughs> So <laughs> nice and done. Yeah. But um anyway, so <laughs> um but yeah. Uh the holy crap, I totally forgot what <laughs> the greatest showman. Um and I, I remember uh kind of like what you mentioned, Trav, is uh, after I watched this the first time I was like I feel like this is inaccurate, (laughs) you know? So um, not just the fact that I'm like, I definitely know P.T. Barnum's life was not a musical. Um, But apart from that, which is how they portrayed him and how they portrayed other things and characters. And I was like, is this really how it was? Uh, Because everybody seems to have like big problems with P.T. Barnum. And uh, in that movie, he in the movie like or a, in real life? No, in real life. And in the movie, wow. he seemed like a swell guy. Except so, very like likable. He was very likable in the movie. <laughs> yes, and he didn't really have an wife. affair. He no, he what like, was that? He stopped her. He's like, I'm not interested, and she got all butt hurt. Okay, first. Well, off. we'll talk about that <laughs> as we get into this, Daniel. <laughs> But so let's start out with a couple of easy ones here because, and the other, well, the other thing before I get going, because I knew there were so many differences in this one um, with Allen's, it was kind of interesting to see like that they actually stayed pretty close to um, historical things, like, just yeah. with how it actually happened in Apollo 13. But so I decided to pick something that uh, would have a little bit more, uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it <laughs> after <laughs> or before this one. Way to plug it. <laughs> Don't stop this one right now and then go. But yeah, finish this one. Anyway, so um, one of the first things that I was curious about when I first watched the movie was Zach Efron's character, uh, Philip Carlyle. Um, because I was like, is he supposed to be like the Bailey guy that eventually became, you know, Barnum and Bailey circus. And, um, but 
so the answer is no. Um, the other question is, was he actually a real person? The answer is no. What? So Philip Carlyle was never a real person. So um, there was I mean, never a dude that invested in the circus and so he could have 10%. Well, was, no, not like that. Nine, no. Maybe it was 9%. Is that what they agreed on in the movie? No, it was 10. Okay. Let me ask this though, because sometimes Danny's now singing the song in his head. But sometimes for movies, Sorry, I swear they're like nine. He's like sometimes okay, for <laughs> for movies, they'll like mash up some different characters and create a or people and create one character, so it's easier to follow. You have like all ten of these different characters and like kind of combine them into one person. Yeah. Well, that- one of the biggest reasons they wanted Zac Efron was because they wanted to have a a, a separate love connection um, to focus on other than uh, P.T. Barnum and his wife. Um, Because that was all done at the very beginning. P.T. Barnum was with his wife, and they had kids and everything. So there wasn't really like this love interest for people to follow, and so they brought in Zac Efron. Um, But then... So wait, you're telling me that Zendaya... Was not an actual character. So that was my next question: Is Uh, was Zendaya's character and uh, Ann Wheeler, um, the trapeze artist, was she a real person? No, she wasn't. She was not a real person. Also made up. (laughs) I feel like is anybody real besides P.T. Barnum? (laughs) (laughs) What was his name in the movie? P.T. Barnum. Yeah. What does PT stand for? Yeah. Oh, goodness. My guess is Peter. That's just how Danny would pronounce Peter. Hold on. I think it's like Philip Tucker. It doesn't even say (laughs) Philip Tucker. (laughs) I mean, it's a good guess. I I could find it, but. Crap, you go ahead and continue. I'll look it up. Okay, that's, um, the, that's the benefit of having multiple hosts. Is you can keep the show going, no pun intended. Yeah. So the other thing, if you remember early on in the movie, at least those of us that have seen it, Alan, you haven't. But uh, P.T. Barnum is laid off from like this desk job that mm-hmm. uh, you know. At that point, he just kind of is like, you know what? I'm fed up with all this trying to, you know, scrape by. I want to do something crazy. He kind of figures out a way to get a loan from a bank so that he can purchase a building. Um, And then, you know, kind of get into the show business that way. Um, So that actually wasn't true. Um, (laughs) Shocker. It's somewhat true. You know, he did go broke a little bit beforehand, um, but it wasn't because he was laid off from a desk job. Um, so he never he, had a desk he actually job? Owned, he actually owned a general store. And uh, at some point in time, um, there was a law passed that he couldn't do uh, like lottery tickets and stuff like that from his store. And that was the majority of his earnings or as his, of his profits. And so once they took that away, he was just like, you know what? I'm just going to sell my store. So he sold the store and then he used the profits from that to buy the building. See, but. gambling does help lives. <laughs> does help I think lives. that they should make that. I think they should have kept that and, and they could have made a musical out of it. <clears throat> I can sell these tickets to old women and get the extra funds for my children. (laughs) (laughs) So what to do with all these extra tickets? I'll make them into tickets for the circus. Okay, well... I thought you were going to at least rhyme something with tickets. I was about to be impressed. I was like, tickets are a hard word to rhyme off the thing. And then it just said, I'll get these extra tickets for the circus. <laughs> but in my circus, I will tickets. be presenting lemony snickets. <laughs> so I have an I have an answer for you guys. Anyway, his full name is Phineas Taylor Barnum. Phineas Taylor, that's what it was. Phineas, that's my nickname. <laughs> Colin Phineas. Phineas. Yeah. Phineas so Travis Barnum. So that's how he 
that's how he bought the building um, that he kind of started uh, his show um, was was just off of selling his general store. So, um, you imagine being his wife though in that situation, where he's like got this like fairly steady job with like steady income, and they're like you can't sell lottery tickets. He's like, very well, I'm selling it and opening an animal exhibit. That would just be <laughs> difficult. I don't even think then it was really an animal exhibit. The uh, animals didn't come in until later. It was just... Oh, my gosh. It was... uh, There weren't animals at first in the circus? No, it wasn't a circus. Wasn't it just like, just to see, like, it was supposed to be like a museum. It was a museum. Oh, that's right. Isn't it a museum, too, in the show? Is it a museum? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's a museum that he buys, so that's true. Like a Ripley's Believe It or Not. It's more like a wax museum. Mm. So I have one question. So, and stick with me through this because it has the point. But you said he owns a general store and then all of a sudden they passed a law where he can't sell lottery tickets anymore, which was the vast majority of the revenues that his store brought in, right? So how did he sell his store for enough money to buy a museum if someone were to come I'm in not and do saying... the future cash flows of his business, they would have paid very, very small amount for his store. It just wouldn't be very worth. Well, you still got freaking orders. Danny, would you like me to read exactly what it says? Was P.T. Barnum nearly broke before he opened his museum? This is somewhat true. However, he hadn't been laid off from a desk job. After lotteries were banned in Connecticut, P.T. Barnum sold his general store since the statewide lottery network had been his main source of income. He moved to New York City and began working as a showman, starting a variety, a variety troupe. Trope. In 1836, his variety trope, Barnum's Grand Scientific and Musical Theater, had a year of mixed success. Then came the U.S. financial crisis known as the Panic of 1837 which led to three years of hard times for Barnum. He found success against af- again after purchasing and reinventing Scudder's American Museum, which he renamed Barnum's American Museum. So there was a few things in there that I cut out. <laughs> oh, okay. So but I gotcha. It's, it's just my way of shortening stuff. But... <laughs> Maybe during the economic crisis, the government sent out $1,200 to everyone. Yeah. So it wasn't like an immediate <laughs> thing. Yeah, maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, he he took whatever earnings he had, moved to New York, got a job in show business, and probably saved a little bit until he was able to purchase whatever, he, you know, the museum. But uh, the, other, the next question was, uh, you know, because after he started <clears> – <throat> Um, the the show and we're kind of going a little bit out of order here but you remember how like you know the the population around there were really upset that he was having like freak shows and all this stuff and so there yeah. were a bunch of protests so one of the question was 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 there really protests over P.T. Barnum shows um, that actually was yes. they don't have necessarily like concrete evidence but they're like, that was likely true. Yeah. <laughs> so just because so, um, not confirmed, but likely. Well, and it's because back then theater was considered really, they, they, they considered the theater dens of sin. What? So yeah, any type of theater was just looked down upon um, for whatever reason. And so, because that was his main focus, uh, there were probably protests. Um, so wait, about why that. dens of sin? Like, what do they think happens in the theater? <clears throat> this is as uh, many in the public <laughs> had long considered theaters dens of sin, and the oddities and performances on display in P.T. Barnum's museum fueled their outrage. Over the year, Barnum tried to change that perception, but when his American museum burned down in 1865, there were those who mourned his passing. It's passing, and still those who celebrated that it was gone. So the fact that people were happy that it was gone, they just assumed, yeah, there were probably people that were, 
you know, protesting. rioting or protesting. <laughs> Do you guys think that there was ever a time when P.T. Barnum bought $25,000 worth of tickets to be the number one box office for his theater for the weekend? <laughs> no. Just to show that he could? That's outrageous. If he would have bought $25,000 worth of tickets, he would have been in the top box office back then, no matter what week it was. But maybe $25 worth of box office tickets. Yeah, Danny, what, global yeah. pandemic. <clears throat> I regret this. <laughs> <laughs> I regret this. <laughs> um, oops. Okay, so another thing uh, to think about uh, that that I had a question of because we've already kind of mentioned it. Uh, there was that uh, that Swedish lady that he invites uh, to come and and perform, and he he does like a tour with her, and he goes off, and and uh, so that what was her name? Uh, Jenny Lind um, yeah. was the singer's name. And obviously in the movie, it kind of portrays this little, in, this infatuation that he has with her. And uh, I'll be honest, like even in the movie, like, cause like when he first hear, hears her sing, he's like standing there and he's like just looking at her in awe and he's got tears in his eyes and everything. And, and like his wife kind of sees him. And, and even then, like, I wasn't so sure. I was like, is he just like, is just moved by her music or is it her um, that he's, you know, interested in? And is this going to turn out to be, cause like, I don't know. I was like going to be pissed if like he yeah. cheated on his wife. I don't know why. Um, well, cause like the story of him and his wife getting together seems so like magical. Romantic. I know. It was like, you defied odds. You promised her that you'd give her the world or, or whatever, and now you're just going to go cheat on her with some Swedish bird? <laughs> so, um, anyway. Get yourself a Swedish fish and call it a night. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, the question is, did they <laughs> actually almost have an affair? Um, anybody want to take a poke at this one? I think I remember no. this one from my brief research into this after I watched this movie. Can I guess, or will it? Yes. Ruin it for you? No, go go ahead and guess. I believe, if I remember correctly, this was like months ago when I did this, but she had like no interest in him and kind of thought he was like sort of a creepo of sorts. What? He was like a clown to her. Yeah, it was so complete fiction. They never really had anything. Um, it was really just he he looked at her as a way to get money and gold digger? i don't know it's not a gold digger <laughs> but she just had a skill that he wanted to exploit and skill um but she wasn't dumb either she knew what she was doing um she did how many i'm assuming many she shows? she made what good money doing this too, right? Oh, she like, did. Um, so she made crap word. It's I can't remember how many she she did. Um, ninety three concerts. She had ninety three concerts and made three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And uh, so, if you in today's dollars, in today's dollars, you want to make a guess at that one, mathematicians. <laughs> Seven dollars, no, three and a half thousand or three hundred fifty thousand in like the eighteen what fifties? Uh, late eighteen hundreds. Eighteen fifty. Yeah. Well, no, no. Sorry. Yeah, eighteen fifty two. So I'm gonna go with ten times about forty million. Now nah, you're pretty far off but 10 million um, i <laughs> really appreciated the effort though danny you really looked like you were gonna nail the landing well at that first he said loud, your eyes like, were moving around times <laughs> so i was like oh he's gonna get it because he said 10 10 times would have been three and a half million i'd be closer but yeah do you know though that he didn't keep a dime of that 10 million or three hundred and fifty thousand. she actually she donated it? it to charity Who's that? That was the whole reason Not that she did charity. it. Yeah. No. It was... Uh, Who's charity? See. Specifically, it was the endowment of free <laughs> schools in Sweden. So it was... What? That's to help schools. Oh. Good for her. Uh, 
Does everyone yeah. ever else think that Alan's always like a couple steps behind? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe he is actually, you know, along going along with us, but you're always talking over him. So maybe we just can't hear. Yeah, him, that's you know? the thing. Oh, so I can't get out. Talking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> yeah, every time I try to say something, Danny has something and I have to wait for him to be done. And then by the time I can say what I wanted to it say. It happens all the time. It's, it's I'm just saying no longer I cracked the, crack the Who's Charity joke like two minutes before Alan did. Oh, you did? <laughs> It said, who's charity? And then we have a whole conversation, and then Alan's like, who's charity? <laughs> I thought you were literally asking what charity it was. So I didn't even... Oh, didn't you joke. thought I said H-O, or W-H-O, apostrophe S. What were you saying? Who is charity? Is what he did say, right? Oh, that's what I said. What? I think you guys made the same joke. We have lost like 10 <laughs> minutes of time discussing this <laughs> all right so now we're getting into kind of some of the because because the big thing with his show before it became a circus was i mean it, the the early stages of the circus was the freak show right so uh-huh. you remember some of the so you had um the bearded lady uh you had the dog face man the guy that had like just all the hair all over which I find um, offensive, but yes. Like a super, like the bi- world's fattest man or whatever, heaviest man. Something like that. Basically um, a previous character of Hugh Jackman. But Wolverine. probably one of the more interesting ones were, and this, this is interesting to me, but was uh, Charles Stratton, who was Tom Thumb, like the dwarf that he brought in. Wait, is the this guy, guy in the, the one, movie? The short guy? Yeah, yeah. So he's actually the first one that he approaches in the movie. And uh, it's because he sees him in, in like, it might be a bank or something that maybe when he was trying to get a loan or something like that, that uh, Tom Thumb comes out of the the room and he just like is like amazed at how small this guy is and then ends up finding him and talking him into being a part of a show. And the whole thing was like, he, he talked him into it by saying, like, look, people are already staring at you. Why don't you make some money while doing it? And he's like, by the way, um, and then he used this to his advantage because he looked in and he saw that he had, like, all these, like, um, army characters and stuff. And he's like, I could, I could put you in this outfit. You could come riding in on a horse. And he's making it sound all all glorified and everything but uh in the movie he's 22 years old and so the question was was, did first off was he a real person yes he was a real person um how big was he in real life though oh you know what it doesn't say in this but this is what gets me is he uh, he brought him in the show tom thumb was actually four years old when he started what? It was just a baby. Four years old. And I'm sitting there thinking like <laughs> BT Barnum's looking down at him. He's like, man, that's a little four-year-old. <laughs> I hope he stays this little. <laughs> Wait. Is Tom Thumb the actor or the actual guy? No, that's the name that they give him. Uh, so like they had posters everywhere, at least according to the movie, that they'd be advertising like come see Tom Thumb and the world's smallest man and come see so-and-so the singing bearded lady and whatever. Who's the actor? Peter Dinklage. No, you and Peter Dinklage. No, I love Peter Dinklage. I know you do. We all love Peter Dinklage, but doesn't mean he's in everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, the other interesting thing though is wait, like, wait, but wouldn't a four-year-old? It's just a tiny. That's just a four-year-old at that this point. It's a yeah. four-year-old. Yeah. How did he so, luck out getting a four-year-old who actually didn't grow? Okay, a million well, four-year-olds. That was the thing. From. I think he knew. He knew who he was because it's revealed that they were actually distant cousins. So he probably knew that he had dwarfism or whatever. Um. But yeah, four years old. Uh, if you're four, four years crazy. old and you're 
he was he like actually the size of a thumb? No. Kenny, you have kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know what a four-year-old looks like. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like four-year-olds are small already. So if you were to already identify a four-year-old as super small, that's he had to be super duper tiny. He you was really tiny. Think the there is a picture of him where he's kind of holding him, like standing him on his. Hand. Oh, you can't see this. Standing him on his hand, like so. I mean, he was tiny, like this. No, not like this. Not a thumb. <laughs> he wasn't. The, he was not the actual size of a thumb. For the, think the audio it. listeners, they were putting their thumbs up. <laughs> they would. That would have been awesome, though. Like I would have paid for to see that. Yeah, no, well, no, it was. Well, I we mean, we'd all pay to see that <laughs> person the size of a thumb. But like the thing is, is with that that he was he was good at number one, he was manipulative. Um, he got people to do things that they probably wouldn't normally do. Now you could look at it. See what they did in the movie is they portrayed that as him giving people like like giving them confidence and making them believe that. Or, or, you know, feel comfortable with who they are. And maybe, maybe that happened a little bit. But he was not doing that for their good. He was doing yeah, it for, for his own good because that's what people would pay to see. People would come to see the, the tiniest guy riding around on a horse. People would come to see a, a woman who had a beard. And he actually, there was one thing in here that was not in the movie that they mentioned was that uh, he actually had this this lady um, that had this she was she was crippled she was paralyzed and um, had like some other disease and she just looked super duper old now she was eighty years old which I mean that's back pretty then old was super back then old. Was, yeah, yeah was super old but he told everybody she was one hundred and sixty. What? And that she was um, General Washington's nurse or, or servant or maid or somebody. And so that she was still alive at 160. And here's this lady. I just imagine her kind of rolling in like, uh, like Stephen Hawking, <laughs> just being like, hello. <laughs> but, yeah, the but, world's uh, first computer-generated voice. <laughs> no, it was through one of those blowhorns she held up, and it was like, ow, ow. <laughs> it just hit, like a, a stoma. Yeah. But Hello, anyway, she had... The oldest woman. When she pa- yeah, she passed around 80. So, But that's what he did. He just took those things and he knew that people would want to see him and so he, he just like exaggerated the truth yeah oh yeah which but i think kind of happens it? in the movie too yeah but the nobody's trav- gonna stand up and be like i want to see the birth certificate trav you're in marketing though don't you exaggerate some products sometimes no i mean you can't lie about a product so like an exaggeration which just a version of a lie usually so. but i mean Say say you open your fridge and you see Sunny D and you just go berserkly happy. I think that's that's not a lie though. Someone could potentially go berserkly happy. Someone could potentially be super happy about this. I don't think so. It's a fact. I don't think anyone has ever actually gotten that happy about Sunny D. But you can't (laughs) prove that. Where you could approve. You could say, "I was told she was 160. She's only 80. I want my money back." Mm. But with like Sunny D, you can't be like, "I was told I'd be really happy." And I opened it and I didn't. And I opened the fridge and I'm still sad. Be like, "Well, you have other factors in your life. You're going through a divorce right now. You should be unhappy." Sunny D's not going to fix that. <laughs> it would go for so much money if it would. <laughs> Sun- Go Sunny through D. divorce. Sunny divorce. Sunny D. Divorce. Sunny D. It just stands for Sunny Divorce. <laughs> I just said that, Danny. Who's oh, you did. <laughs> Sunny D, the original Prozac. <laughs> Sorry, I guess Alan Danny just see or maybe. <laughs> Still Maybe we're on a delay and we don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so moving on, uh, the other question was, and we've kind of already covered this, so I'm going to breeze past it. But did his museum actually burn down? Because remember, that's where he was having his shows. The the protesters came in and supposedly um, 
supposedly burn it down. Now, there are some uh, theories that it was actually arson, that somebody did go and burn it down, but it wasn't because of uh, protesters or anything like that. But whatever the case may be, it did burn down, which forced him into reinventing his show. Um, So in 1870, he partnered with uh, circus owners William Cameron Coop and Dan Castello to start P.T. Barnum's Grand Traveling Hippodrome, which eventually became came to be known as the greatest traveling show on earth. I don't know what a hippodrome is. Anybody? Look it up. Yeah. Look up hippodrome. um, Something that was really cool, like a cool drone. It's not drone. Drome with an M. Okay. How do you spell it? Well, spell hippo. You know what it is. Spell hippo. Ben was basically just trying to say that, that joke where he's like... And then drome... With an M. The Hippodrome was an ancient Greek stadium for horse racing and chariot racing. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So that's what they did. Um, Barnum took full control of the circus, though, in 1875. Uh, His most well-known partnership came six years later when he teamed up with James A. Bailey and James L. Hutchinson, securing acts like Jumbo, the six-and-a-half-ton elephant in 1887. The circus was rebranded with the more familiar name Barnum and Bailey Brothers, greatest show on earth um, until Barnum died in 1891. But so here's the thing. Um, In the movie, he starts super young um, with this whole thing. He didn't start into this whole whole charade until he was 60. So that was the other thing that the movie was just like, you know what? Nobody's going to want to watch the 60-year-old guy doing this. Let's get somebody. Well, let's get Wolverine. How old is he, Jackman? <laughs> he's probably like. Well, he's like, like 50, 50. But. Well, yeah, he might be 50. Yeah, but he, he looks press a 30. Bulldozer, so. And P.T. Barnum, I looked up a picture of that dude. He's kind of ugly. So no, I don't want Everybody is like his wife. Oh, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was kind of an ugly time for people. Well, it it was. Was. Now we're going to get some uh, women's rights activists. I know. Like, uh, you just, I'm like, oh, come on. She probably had wooden teeth. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, let's see. What else? I did look um, at pictures of Tom Thumb, and he just looks like a four year old. I would be demanding my money back if someone was like, come on in to like see the shortest man and i came in and i was like that's just a four-year-old i know <laughs> well, he even looks like a four-year-old he looks like a four-year-old even if he is an adult i would be like no it's a four-year-old <laughs> maybe like what they, they did is they a four-year-old they like built like a giant paper mache hand and that was like this and then he stood next to it and he was like the same size i have yet i've not seen the picture the of him holding the guy in his hand concept was just because he was small it wasn't the actual size. Yeah, like the person. <laughs> like what's a thumbnail? It's just well, it's, it's a small representation of what your video is on YouTube. You post a thumbnail. That, that yeah, is, that does come from thumb. But point taken. It is the size of a thumbnail. <laughs> um, his yeah, his wife is. Uh, I mean, she's a pioneer. We'll just leave it at that. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> she's got a real pioneer vibe going on. Well, also, here's the other thing too. So, in the movie, after uh, his wife hears about the kiss um, with him and the Swedish gal, um, she kind of gets upset, deservedly, rightfully so, so. or rightfully not deservedly, rightfully so, and she takes the kids, leaves leaves him, and goes and and back and lives with her parents. Did that mm-hmm. actually happen? Oh, no. The kiss didn't. No, the kiss didn't, and so therefore, no, she didn't leave. In fact, if P.T. Barnum was good at anything other than exploiting people's flaws and making money off of it, it was being um, super loyal. Loyal. Yeah, being like, loyal. Loyal? Being a loyal husband, because him and his wife, uh, they, they were married for 44 years until she died. 
Oh, she died first. Aww. Yeah, she died first, and then he remarried actually afterwards in 1873, and then uh, was married to his second wife until he died in 1891. How old was so. he when he died? <laughs> old. <laughs> um, I can tell you in a little bit because it's up at the top, and I don't want to. I was going to sound um, like it sounds like he lived pretty pretty long for being over a century ago. A century and a half ago. What? 1.3 centuries ago. Yep. <laughs> I don't know the age lifespan, but I imagine so. Yeah. Um, well, good for him. It's nice to hear that he's loyal and stuck it out, even though he abused animals, but. He was 80 years old when he died. Hmm. Yeah. So all so of this happened as the lady that he made fun of. I was going to say yeah. that or 160 in BT Barnum years. <laughs> so all of this was really. So the whole movie was really just like the last 20 years of his life. Yeah, yeah, that's what they were. Uh, that's kind of what they focused on. But then, of course, they they just made it super flashy. I mean, it was it was a musical, mm-hmm. so. They needed well, to in the movie, it appeared that like the whole thing took place in maybe like a year or two. Yeah, as far as like the movie, because like the kids are still kids. Yeah, mm. I want them to remake this accurately, and I want to star Kevin from The Office as P.T. Barnum, <laughs> and it's still a musical, <laughs> but otherwise, it's basically accurate to the T. <laughs> There are some, if you go on to, um, it's called History versus Hollywood, or you could just search, um, you can just, yeah, search Greatest Showman History versus Hollywood, and it'll pull it up, Um, and uh, it'll actually show you the differences between the characters. So it has, like, the original picture, so it's got... Hugh Jackman, and it gives you his information. So he was born October 12th, 1968, while P.T. Barnum was born July 5th, 1810. Um, and like where they're born and all that stuff. So it's even, <laughs> it's got a picture of Tom Thumb. <laughs> that kid, he looks, he looks great. <laughs> he looks so scared right now, like he in looks- this picture. <laughs> But he does look anyway. like a little gentleman, though. Do you think that P.T. Barnum is happy that Hugh Jackman played him or like annoyed? Because on the one hand, it's like cool that you got like this, like one of the sexiest men alive playing you. On the other hand, you know, that people are constantly drawing comparisons. Like that guy looked nothing like that. That's kind of hurt. <laughs> yeah, stink. but if it was, I bet you because he is a, you know, he probably thinks of himself that way. So regardless. no. You I think felt he's probably pretty type? arrogant. He's I would probably pretty say, arrogant. Yeah, I would say, like, I mean, knowing nothing about him because I wasn't alive when he was alive, but um, I would compare <clears throat> him and his personality sounds a lot like that Tiger King dude. And, like, Joe, any... Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. Like, any... Episode. Like, any um, attention or, like, focus or spotlight that he can get probably is exciting to him so he's like the fact that they made a whole movie about me and it was like a bad a movie for as far as musicals go like he was probably excited he's probably like (laughs) yeah maybe yeah you're probably right i was negotiating nickels and dimes and got him down to nine percent or whatever ten percent 10%. 10%. It's an easy number to remember, Danny. It's 10. Why is it not got him down to 7.3%? <laughs> that's right. He says 9. They says 10. And then he goes yeah. for his pen, huh? Yeah, that's right. How many times have you seen this? I've only seen this movie one time. Um, I've, seen, seen it, I've seen it like all the way through probably once, but I've seen parts of it like a hundred times because my kids went through a phase where they only watched that movie for like a month. So Is yeah, it I've really seen, that good of a movie? Should I watch it? It's not bad of a I movie. It's not bad. Like I, I, uh, I, I saw it twice, but the music is really what does it for the what does it for the show 
Um, yeah. Because I've I've heard the soundtrack to it probably I don't know like a million twenty plus times. So like the music is very catchy. Like I was the same way when because my son who's fourteen. Now, I think at the time he would have been like 12 or something. He came home and he's like, Dad, I went and saw this movie. I didn't think it was going to be good, but it was like one of the best movies I've ever seen. I'm like, what movie? And he's like, it's about the circus. I'm like, what? It's a musical about the circus? That does not sound good. And then I watched it with the kids and I was like, I can see how this movie is pretty good. Are you singing that line there? Or were you... (laughs) I can see how this movie's pretty good. (laughs) I can eat my popcorn in the hood. (laughs) It's better than it should. Well, I'm going to just end it here because that was pretty much it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, in conclusion, um, yeah, not a lot of it was actually accurate. Very uh, little, in fact. They, yep. They, so kind of polar opposite of what Alan did last week. They took an idea um, and just ran with it and made their own thing. Basically, the only things that were constant were some of the characters. <laughs> so, so basically, P.T. Barnum, his, his Barnum did start a circus. And that was about the extent. And Other than like, he had like little people and bearded people. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. Bearded woman. Bearded people isn't that. Yeah, it's just yeah, a bearded like, guy. Weird. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> so start but, my own circus <laughs> yeah so was it like uh, it, i at least suggest going and watching now yeah that's no, pretty it's all right was the bearded woman was it like dark brunette beard or is it like a light blonde no it was dark well in yeah. the movie it was dark it was I feel dark. like it wouldn't be life. as shocking yeah. if it was more like blonde <laughs> But yeah, did no, you, well, I guess I don't know if they talked about this in anything that you read, Tra. But did was the bearded woman like was she a singer too? Like she was portrayed in the movie. Oh yeah, that's a good no. question. No, um, no, she was not. Um, at least I don't think so. They look. I mean, none of them really had like those. I mean, she was just somebody to look at. Like, oh my gosh, a woman with a beard. And a mustache. I feel like I feel like after going to the circus in the 1990s and early 2000s, I would have been disappointed in the circus in the 1850s. Like the circus, I think back then, like with the freak shows and stuff, kind of reminds me of like if you ever go to like they don't do it much anymore, but like um, the state fair. Yeah, the state fair where you have to pay like two dollars to see like Trav. Do you was it you that we went in to see some? like serpent lady and yeah. <laughs> just a lady and uh boy that was an eye opener yeah and you just get a look through she was like just a little in like a like a snake it was like a snake suit that she sat in <laughs> um, i remember like that i remember <laughs> really thinking it was going to be a serpent lady i know so did i <laughs> And well, then Travis, you get another two dollars out of you, and they said, "Come and see the large world's largest crocodile." No, well, I, I, I always well. wanted to do that. I think I, I think we did see that too. We did see like, that. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, a it, was, it was a big crocodile. Is it the world's largest? But is it even alive though? Because it didn't even move when I went and saw it. I think it was just. Well, yeah, they don't hardly move unless they're going to eat something. Well, you know what else would snuff out the circus nowadays the internet because if i want to see a bearded woman i can see one like that <laughs> you could see many of them i could see a lot of different types of bearded women i can <laughs> see all sorts like i don't have to i can see the largest crocodile right now i don't need to pay two dollars <laughs> to see that well not really because it still has to fit on your screen no alan okay i'm googling largest crocodile 
right now. And but it's, it's gonna, gonna, saying it's not that size in, yeah, in you, your in real life. Like, well, not yeah, it's still it's on your screen. So so you're just well, like, yeah, but you see <sighs> a picture of it, and you can see there's probably somebody standing by it, so you can contrast. There is. There is someone standing by, and I can see, and it is a huge crocodile. In fact, it's so big, I'm now questioning its authenticity. <laughs> is it as big as the uh, crocodile on Hook? It is as big as the crocodile on Hook. Ooh. Is it black like, and white? It is the crocodile on Hook. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Does it have Rob, a like Robin Williams standing next to it? No. It's got Dustin Hoffman. Does that count? Well, this just goes to Hook? prove that, I mean, Can like. Did play Hook? Yeah, he played Oh, Hook. that's your joke. Uh, yeah, that's my joke. This Thanks. goes to prove how gullible we were as children and how gullible people are. I mean, Trav, do you remember when we went to Vegas and that we bought that card trick, that the floating card trick? Yeah, I and that. when we like, I don't know. You tell me honestly. When you were going into the back room where the guy was going to reveal the trick after we purchased it, did you think he was going to show us how to legitimately? levitate of the card. <laughs> I thought he would do more than just show us a fishing wire stuck to the back of his ear by wax. <laughs> so, I don't know if I thought it was going to levitate, but I thought it was going to be something more. I mean, so many things went through my head when we purchased that card. Like, before I knew exactly what it was, I was like, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to levitate so many things and just, <laughs> I, I'm going to be the the talk of the town all the girls are going to love me because I can levitate stuff. All right. So here's the question though. Did you actually utilize the trick and levitate at least the card in a, in a convincing enough fashion that people believed that you were levitating? We got pretty good at it. Uh, I think we got okay with it, but do you remember when we, (laughs) when we got excited, we wanted to go up to uh, our friend Josh Edwards house and show him. That's the worst idea. But we couldn't, (laughs) I don't remember actually showing it to him because we had to get it ready beforehand because we couldn't run up to his house, which was a block up the street, um, and then get it ready. We had to get it ready first and then run up. But as we were going up, it was a super windy day, so it kept popping the... <laughs> remember that. <laughs> it kept popping the line off of our ear, and uh, <laughs> so we could never go up and show him. <laughs> that it reminds me... Cool, though. Do you guys remember when I went through that phase with the acrylic balls? <laughs> Is that phase over? <laughs> but yeah, remember like the balls that were supposed to be in uh, the labyrinth that the, oh, like, the Goblin yeah. King the glass like, balls? Yeah, oh, but they were yeah, actually made right. out of acrylic. And you could buy one at the magic store. It just reminded me. And like you're like you're supposed to practice like letting it float off your hand and down and back around and on your arm and stuff. And I like I hurt myself so many times dropping that ball on my foot <laughs> or like hitting my face or something. Hitting your face. Yeah, because like when you're trying to like roll it, it's like. Oh yeah, I guess I would hit your face. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> but anyway so all right well let's end this a <laughs> uh, good good spot to end it on um so yeah like i said if you haven't seen it it's at least good to go watch once um so you can get an idea of what didn't actually happen in history so um but again that uh, that website if you if you ever do have any biopics or anything like that i don't know if all of them are on there but uh that's history versus hollywood um and then uh just to end things here you know with us you can uh go and visit us at cucopodcast.com we're always up for interaction so tell you two that are watching us you two that are watching us on youtube tell two more people because then there will be even amount of people on the podcast as watching the podcast. <laughs> if everybody who listens to this podcast tells one of their friends to watch it, as many as 30 listeners. So I really... Just what we're want... trying to do is we're trying to get the r naught of our viewership up. Yes, but that would require Nerd. you to tell more than one person. <laughs> you guys so. know what r naught is? It's... 
Yeah, it's how the, contagious the disease is. So, like, if if smallpox at one person R&R. spreads it to two people, that's bad. If one person that's, spreads it to 0.5 people, that's in the good trending down. COVID's yes, pretty high R not. Stupid. What is COVID. it, Alan? Because they got COVID down to like one for a while, but now yeah, it's back, back up to up what to like two point five. I don't know. So, but, uh, so in conclusion, stay tuned for two more episodes of Real vs. Real that we're doing. Yeah, who's so, next? Trav, Mydell, is that you? I think Dan. No, I think it's Danny because Trav went first uh, with our with our conspiracies. So, are you going? Uh, it is Dan Coon. Are you going to mention right now what it's going to be, or are we going to keep it a surprise? Mad it's Max going, Fury Road. Yep. <laughs> Real or fake? I'll tell you right now, it's all real. Real, but it hasn't um, happened yet. No, yeah, we can tell. Stay tuned for next week for a little like car on car action as we uh, witness the Ford versus Ferrari. Real or fake? And as I mentioned last week, it's not Matt Ryan in that movie, it's Matt Damon. <laughs> Common mistake. Common well, starring man. With sports Ryan. shut down, he had to do something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, make sure you tune in next week for that. And uh, until then, I guess. Keep it real. Keep it real. Keep it real.